0: small God's is peace, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. let all
1: Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so we invite each other to this time of peaceful worship. Tonight we come looking for the Christ child.
2: We come bringing our hurts, our worries, and our fears.
1: We come seeking relief from pain, anxieties, loneliness, and despair. With the psalmist and the scriptures we say,
2: O Lord, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. We come tonight to rest with God.
1: Let us pray. God of mercy, hear our prayer in this Advent season for ourselves and our families who hold painful memories of loss, grief, separation, or crippling stress. We ask for strength for today, courage for tomorrow, and peace for the past. We ask these things in the name of Christ who shares our life in joy and sorrow, death and new birth, despair, and promises. Amen. Amen.
0: we
3: Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, Thank you for joining us for this Blue Christmas service. I'm Pastor Josh Bauer, and this is my wife, Nicole, uh, from down here at Arcade UCC, and we are happy to be worshiping with all of you uh, this evening. Let us uh, continue our service as we light the Advent wreath. This first candle we light to remember those whom we have loved and lost. We pause to remember their names their faces, their voices, the memory that binds them to us in this season.
4: May God's eternal love surround them.
3: The second candle we light to redeem the pain of loss the loss of relationships, the loss of jobs, the loss of health. We pause to gather up the pain of the past and offer it to God, asking that from God's hand we receive the gift of peace.
4: Refresh, restore, renew us, O God, and lead us into your future.
3: This third candle we light is to remember ourselves this Christmas time. We pause and remember these past weeks and months. The disbelief, the anger, the downtimes, the poignancy of reminiscing, the absence of hugs and handshakes from family and friends, those who have stood with us through everything. We give thanks for all the support we have known.
4: Let us remember that dawn defeats darkness.
3: This fourth candle is lit to remember our faith and the gift of hope which the Christmas story offers to us. We remember that God who shares our life promises has for us a place and time of no more pain and suffering.
4: Let us remember the one who shows the way, who brings the truth, and who bears the life.
3: A reading from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, friends, in a typical year, when we would look around us during Christmas time, we would normally see a lot of happiness. Commercials show people receiving presents. Hallmark movies show families gathering for a traditional holiday meal. Linus, Lucy, and Charlie Brown take their annual skate across our television screens. Santa's helpers are out in the malls, and Salvation Army bell ringers are in every store warmly greeting us as we go in. We see smiles, laughter, families together, and cherished memories. This year is different. Stores are still trying to sell happiness and togetherness. We still have those same Hallmark movies playing. Lucy and Charlie Brown will still skate across our television screens. But even though American culture and consumerism is still trying to sell us happiness, there's something that just doesn't feel quite right about taking that type of attitude during the Christmas season this year. When 300,000 fellow Americans, 1.62 million fellow humans, and counting, have been taken by COVID-19, a pandemic that, even though we're beginning to administer a life-saving vaccine, seems to have no end in sight, something just doesn't sit right with me about celebrating Christmas like we normally would. And I know that I'm not alone in feeling that this year either. And what I think is happening is that this year, those that would normally celebrate like the scenes in a Hallmark movie are starting to realize what millions of their fellow kin feel around the holidays every year. Consumerism and our culture sells this idea that no matter what, we need to feel happy around the holidays because that's just what we do. And even the wider church is guilty of doing this. I once attended a Christmas Eve service at a church that was located in a community that had gone through a a local tragedy. A local tragedy had just occurred there, and the pastor's message was, look, I know things are tough, but come on now, be happy, it's Christmas. Talk about an anxiety-inducing sermon. But many of us have fallen into this lie that Just because it's Christmas, we need to forget about the feelings that the holidays bring up inside of us. We need to forget about those harmful memories that we may have about this time of year and put on a smile because, you know what, that's just what we do. I think this year that we have all lived through has revealed to many of us just how toxic that theology is. And that way of thinking really is. Friends, I think that this year especially, it's important for us to remember that the original Christmas story, if read in a way that hasn't been Americanized and sensationalized, was not a happy-go-lucky story. Because of the years of separation between uh, the birth of Jesus and our lives right now, this story has become a happy Hallmark movie in and of itself. But it's not. Because a very pregnant Mary and an anxiety-riddled Joseph were forced to travel a long distance to be counted for a census. And when they reach Bethlehem, uh, they're housed in the uh, the shed out back with all of the animals because there's no room for them inside. And that's where Jesus is born. That's where Mary gives birth. And then not long after Mary gives birth, Mary and Joseph are forced to flee from where they are into Egypt because of a decree from King Herod saying that all male children under the age of two in Bethlehem were to be killed. So the Holy Family becomes what we would consider today to be a refugee family, fleeing persecution for safety in a different land. This doesn't sound like a happy story at all but in, this mid- in the middle of this story, in the middle of this story that none of us would ever want to have to go through, hope enters into the world. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, enters into a world that is suffering, enters into a family facing an uncertain future and political persecution. And in the middle of all of the chaos, Emmanuel offers peace and hope and joy and love. And that is my prayer for all of you this year. Even though many of you feel like you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I pray that you would remember that God is with you. If the pandemic and the circumstances surrounding it have you feeling like there's no hope this Christmas, I pray that the hope of Christ would fill your hearts. If you normally dread having to go through these holidays and this holiday season and this Christmas time, in this year you feel that dread even more strongly. I pray that the love and peace of Christ would fill your hearts. Jesus enters into the messiness of our lives, the sorrow and the grief that we feel, the anxiety and the depression that cripple us, and offers to walk alongside us through the pain. Hold on to that this year. Hold on to that in the years to come. Hold on to Jesus. Just as a young Mary held on to the hope peace, joy, and love of the world 2,000 years ago. Amen.
1: the second chapter, verses 8 through 20. In the region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the angel of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. And when the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph, and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Friends, loving someone is hard. When we love someone, we open up our hearts to the chance of losing them. I think about this when I think of Mary sitting there and pondering the angel's words as she heard them while she was holding her newborn baby boy she knew from the moment that she said yes to god that being the mother of the messiah would be anything but easy she knew that there would be joy but she also knew that there would be pain she knew that that he would be mighty but she also knew that he would be broken and she sat there holding her baby boy and imagining all that he would do and i can only imagine that as she thought all of those deep thoughts and held this baby boy and listened to his little coos, I'm sure that she was overwhelmed with joy while she was also afraid of what was to come. On this longest night, this longest night just days before Christmas, we are aware, like Mary, of the mixture of love and pain in this world pastor josh and i knew that this year even more than any other year we needed to pause to recognize all of the feelings of emotion and grief that we all have with us as we turn towards christmas so we pause on this evening to recognize the loneliness to recognize the emptiness to recognize the pain and the loss that this year has brought with it, especially this year. And we all know that the hardest thing about loving people is that sometimes they make it to the kingdom of God before we do, and we're left here longing for our loved ones. I heard a powerful quote the other day from a not-so-theological source, but it was nonetheless true. And somebody said that some grief is heavier than other grief some grief moves on while other grief just gets stuck so friends if you are feeling stuck in your grief today that's okay that's what happens when you love someone so much that losing them is overwhelming and in our grief we know that the messiah whose birth we celebrate on christmas can redeem and sustain us He came to to give us hope for a kingdom where there is no more loss and no more pain. So today we recognize our grief that we carry. We recognize that sometimes we get stuck in our grief. We recognize our grief and we honor that grief because, friends, we carry that grief because we loved someone so deeply. So let's take a moment to honor that grief. To recognize that grief. To recognize our pain and our loneliness. And we know that in our pain, Christ is with us. In our brokenness, God's love surrounds us. And in our loneliness, the Spirit abides with us. The God of strength moves within us.
2: The God of courage hears our distress.
1: The God of hope reveals wholeness to us.
2: The God of healing touches us when we are broken.
1: When the pain overwhelms us, when the burden is too heavy.
2: We turn to our God who is sustaining and redeeming.
1: When there is loneliness, when there is isolation,
2: we turn to our God who is loving and present.
1: For God created us, redeemed us, and sustains us, and we are not alone.
2: Lead us in your ways, O God, and bring us your healing touch.
1: God, we lift our pains and anxieties, our stresses and our depression, our hurt and our loss. All of it we lift to you in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine, thine
0: is the kingdom, kingdom and, the and the power, and, power, and the, the glory, glory forever. forever. Amen. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan, earth stood hard as a Falling snow on snow, snow i uh-huh.
3: Well friends, as we depart from our service this evening, this Christmas we wish for you.
4: Light to crumple up the darkness.
3: This Christmas we wish for you.
4: Love to pull us closer to one another.
3: This Christmas we wish for you.
4: Peace, the same the angels sang.
3: This Christmas we wish for you.
4: Starlight to follow on your way home.
3: This Christmas we wish for you.
4: Promise to keep hope alive for you.
3: This Christmas we wish for you
4: God, newly born and in the flesh
3: This Christmas we wish for you Jesus Christ, born of Mary, light of the world Go in peace, let Christ fill your hearts
4: Thanks be to God
0: Holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of my dear Savior's birth. of all within us praise his holiness